Welcome to Weight Loss for Small Animal Vets podcast. I am Nadina Kojokaru, DVM and Certified Life and Weight Coach. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 14 of the podcast, Living in Integrity. How are you doing, friends? What's up? What an amazing response I've got from my last episodes, especially people questioning and having their brains blown away by the permission to not choose hard. Try it as well. Try to see how often you think the thought, oh, this is hard, this is complicated, boring, during just one day. It will blow your mind. Don't allow this thought of something being hard to rob you from achieving your goals with joy and efficiency. And share this podcast with your friends. Today, we'll talk about integrity. And we'll start with a definition. Integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles that you refuse to change. Our core values or moral principles are the fuel for integrity. And every time we, other people, step on or somehow misalign us with one of our core beliefs and values, we'll feel shame or frustration or we'll struggle because it will be so intrinsically easy for our neural pathways to fire together and to create those thoughts and feelings. What do I mean by that? Let's say that my core value is to be efficient and to provide my patients with the highest standard of veterinary care. And let's say that the front desk people take in a pug with dystocia, who is already cyanotic from the extended labor, and a Great Dane with a GTV at the same time. And I am alone in the clinic with just one nurse. Of course, my brain will provide thoughts, creating frustration and shame, because I believe that one vet and one nurse can't provide the highest standard of care for those patients. Of course, this is just a thought. Of course, this is not a useful thought to think in that moment. And of course, this is not even true for that specific circumstance at that specific moment in time. We can change the thought we choose to operate on and do the best for those patients. But like I said, the core value might have been stepped on. And when the situation is cleared, we get to decide how to address this kind of circumstances and to prevent them from happening in the future. The same is true with food. People, if you feel shame after you ate the whole jar of peanut butter, or the whole pumpkin pie, or you've emptied your kids' plates, 
then you might consider that you actually don't want those things. Even if you think that you want those things. Even if you argue with me that they make you feel good and so on. If you really, really wanted those things, you wouldn't feel shame. I will say it again. If you really, really wanted that, you wouldn't feel shame. I will explain this because the difference is subtle, but it's everything. If you used to be a smoker, you'll understand better what I mean. You might have started by reducing the number of cigarettes, but your end goal was the freedom from the behaviors of smoking altogether. You wanted to not want them, but you felt shame, discomfort when you smoked an extra cigarette. You planned for 10 and smoked 13 and felt like crap. Even when you smoked 10, you felt shame. And that's why it was so hard to stop after the 10th, because your truest goal was not to have them at all. We can't have enough from a thing that we don't actually want at all. You didn't dare to hope it was possible for you to have the freedom from smoking. And you've told yourself lies that I can reduce them, I can have a half package, I can quit any time. So I still keep them in my life. After someone opens up to the idea that they want to quit smoking altogether and that is aligned with their deepest desire or core value of not smoking at all, saying no to the cigarettes becomes a no-brainer. And keeping even one or two or ten or twenty cigarettes in their lives will trigger the shame response. If someone's deepest core value is that they are smokers, they won't feel shame at all when they smoke. They don't give a damn about the cancer risk, the cardiovascular disease statistics, and so on. They are embracing that they are smokers. They are aligned with their core value. When we tell lies about what we really want, we'll have that unease flavor of lack of integrity, of dirtiness, of an icky smell of incongruency. And when we are aligned and in self-integrity, it will be easy and fun to pursue our weight goals or even career goals. You might not want to be a part of a vet hospital who has one vet and one nurse dealing with an emergency C-section in a high-risk patient while dealing with another high-risk patient at the same time 
on a regular basis. Because, let's face it, one time is no time. But if the hospital's politics say to take in all the patients while completely disregarding the patient's safety, the staff available or the level of competence provided to those patients, you might consider that your core values are in misalignment with the hospital's core values. And you'll feel icky when you'll explain why the Great Dane died. And you are reluctant to admit at what time was the surgery performed. And you also feel icky about explaining the bill to the pet owners. Those are cues for being in misalignment with your core beliefs. Which doesn't mean that one set of core values is better than the other. It doesn't mean that it's not okay to revisit and question parts of our core beliefs, especially those money-earning beliefs that some small animal vets have and that are not useful at all. But that ickiness is just a piece of information to consider if you want to be a part of that workplace or culture or not. And if you feel shame and incongruency after righteously drinking the seventh glass of Prosecco or inhaling the sixth slice of pie without sensing the taste anymore. Consider the idea that you actually don't want those. You'd actually love to feel the sensation of loose pants on Black Friday and on Cyber Monday and on 2nd of January. It might seem impossible for you right now to wrap your brain around that kind of freedom. And I get it, because I was the same. I thought that I was entitled to want all the foods and the booze and the things to buy. My answer to a celebration dinner for six years ago was two margaritas, some crispy white wine, preferably organic for the main course, and some sweet wine or brandy or sherry for the dessert. On top of four or five courses meals with desserts, it was what I thought I wanted. I felt stuffed as a Thanksgiving turkey and hopeless about how I always felt in my clothes during and after those holidays. I wanted so badly to buy items I didn't need just to take advantage of the 70% discounts on irrelevant stuff or to pretend to buy Christmas presents for friends and clutter their homes with irrelevant things. Until I gave myself permission to have it all but to listen to my inner wisdom about what I really wanted. And I really wanted to not want booze, pies, cookies, 
cakes and things. I really wanted to feel abundant. To enjoy my life without food addictions. And to not collect clutter. My body feels great when I listen to her and feed her my foods. And my bank account feels better when I pay 70% less from zero money spent. I mean, that's elementary, Watson. (laughs) And it's easy to create joy and alignment with my core veterinary profession values when I work with the best nurses, front desk people, small animal vet colleagues. I can easily stand by the decisions we make about the patients we take care of and about the billing for the services we provide. That is true for my life coaching business as well. I am in alignment and in self-integrity that I am the weight loss coach for small animal vets. There is no problem that is related to the small animal vet profession that I haven't dealt with or solved for myself or for my clients. And there is nothing that you can come with as a weight loss related problem that I'm unable to crack. We are changing the tides in the small animal vet profession. With each and every one of you who listens, shares, discuss this with their colleagues, we prove that it's possible to have a happy, fulfilled and abundant vet life without relying on food or booze to deal with our emotions. We are able to fall in love again with our profession and with the pet owners and with our colleagues. It starts with having hope that you can create this as well and to trust the process and the coaching tools I will teach you. Have an amazing rest of the week, my friends. Lots of loving hugs. Mwah.